Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to or watching the Powercast. And today we will be recapping Power Book Four Force Season One, Episode Two, and the, the name of uh, this episode was King of the Goddamn Hill. I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Rich? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? What's up, indeed? And I'm also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How are you doing, Dana? Hello, everyone. I'm doing very well. Good, good. Good, good. So, yeah, um, this was a very interesting episode of Power. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot of thoughts about this one, but I'm going to save it for the takeaways. You know, we we're about to get into our takeaways right now. But um, I do want to encourage you all to leave your comments. Let us know what you thought of this episode. And also consider, you know, hitting the like button and subscribe to uh, the channel. Also, uh, we have, you know, lots of different types of content covering video games, movies, TV shows and everything like that. So take some time to check out the content on the channel. And if you like what you see, hit the subscribe button. But uh, yeah, we're going to get into our takeaways of this episode now where each of us kind of, you know, just goes through our, our thoughts on what we saw in this episode. And then after that, we'll get to our questions and discussion segment where, you know, we do a bit of a further analysis on on the episode. Um, so this week, Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. is going first with his takeaways. So take it away, Rich. Yeah, so uh, I, I want to make this disclaimer right now. And this is just my opinion. You know, I'm sure that there will be some people that will have various opinions. And I can't wait to hear what Gary and Dana have to say about this episode. But let me start by saying, in my personal opinion, this is definitely the weakest episode of Force so far. Uh, also, a lot shorter, you know, because it was at 46 minutes. It definitely felt as, to me as though they wanted to rush through a lot of things. And I'll get into a couple of details as I'm talking about the takeaways. But I wanted to say that at the very top of the show, because I feel like people feel like uh, we always praise the power show, say it's great. But again, have to be willing to criticize the show when there's an issue with the show. And I had a lot of issues with this episode. I'm pretty sure that Gary and Dana may have had some issues also. But um, we'll get into that. So my three takeaways for this week. First takeaway is we finally got to learn more about jp gibbs that's uh tommy's brother who we didn't know about until the season premiere um we know that him and his pops own a jazz club at the very beginning of the episode you saw that jazz club get shot up by his son obviously he doesn't know that that's his son yet his son's name by the way is dmac and we did see dmac uh basically working as a part of uh diamond's crew the crew that uh Gennard brought on so we'll get into that later but to stay on JB, J, JP Gibbs for a second, um, we did find out that he has an ex-husband. Totally fine with that. There's no issues with that. But when you talk about the son and the comment he made about the fact that, yes, once I came out, his mother made sure that I, you know, she made sure that I had no communication, no contact with my son whatsoever. I, I just want to make this comment right here because I see it is a theme with power. 
We saw it in Razor Kane, and we're seeing it in this show. I would like to understand why is it that they portray the mother characters always trying to separate the children from the father. Um, obviously, there could be some recon- some reconciliation between JP and his son in this show. Maybe. Uh, Razor Kanan, I think maybe, but I, I really don't know because, again, where that show is at right now, Kanan, Kanan is not even in, in New York at the moment. So we'll see. But I just want to make a comment about that because it's a common thing that comes up. And I, I do have an issue with that. You know, I'll be curious to know if others have also noticed that theme as well. But I wanted to point that out because I, I think that, yeah, the father definitely has a right to be in the son's life, especially if he's doing good. It shouldn't even matter about what, what whatever happened between him and the mother. It is what it is. But the child definitely should take a priority in any relationship because they didn't ask to be here in the first place. So that's just my personal opinion. So I wanted to make a comment about that. And to finish off JP, we did find out that, yes, he has, they did have a scene where he visited the grandmother's house, him and Tommy reminisced, and Tommy saw an old video of himself. So I'm glad to see what they're doing with the JP character, revealing more details about him. I still think that when we discussed the theory about it would be great if he was somehow connected to law enforcement or a part of this, that would have been better. But because the son is now directly involved in what's happening, with the drug game and getting caught up with shooting and stuff like that, that could be interesting as well. We'll see where it goes from here. So that's the first takeaway. Second takeaway is about the Flynn family. Now in this episode, we learned that Walter has a health condition. There's something wrong with his heart because he got a call from his cardiologist. Um, he doesn't want Claudia to know. And, 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 and this is one thing that they portrayed. And we spoke about this last week, you know, we learned that, Walter does not really approve of Gloria being a wife for Vic. So Walter is in this mentality. It's this old mindset mentality. Obviously, this character is not a character that I like. I dislike, you know, he's not keeping up with the times. He does not believe that his son should marry a woman of another ethnicity. Uh, He also does not believe that his daughter is fit to be in any form of power. And that's why I look forward to this character's downfall, because clearly, you know, this is the storyline for Claudia. Claudia this season is going to be what she can do to get her own form of power, which I think is good. But it's ridiculous when a father still does not want his daughter to in any way become independent and try to get some type of success for herself, even if it benefits the, 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 the entire operation. And I'm glad they put that in the show as far as showing that some of the older generation of people still live in this ridiculous mindset that, oh, yes, the guy does everything. The woman does not uh, need to do anything whatsoever. I I think it's ridiculous. But I guess they had to put that in there because there are a lot of people that still think that way, which is unfortunate. But we once again, the whole drama between Vic and Gloria, it does involve Tommy because we saw at the end of this episode that Tommy kissed Gloria. She was trying to tell him, oh, yes, I'm. you need to know that I'm actually with Vic. So that, to me, seems that that's going to be one of the main conflicts of the season between this love triangle between these three characters. So I'm curious to see what happens next now that Vic saw Tommy kiss Gloria and how he's going to react to that the next time he sees Tommy. So we'll see about that. And the final takeaway of this episode, and this is where a lot of the criticisms come into. okay? Tommy in this episode, right, 
a lot of things we, we find out about as Tommy's dealing with things as he's pretty much finding his way in Chicago. He runs into uh, Liliana, which is a character they introduced from the first season of Power. At the end of the first episode, she got she was the one that got sliced in the in her face by Pink Sneakers Girl. So if you want to find out who this character is, definitely go back and check out Power. But Tommy and Ghost had a fight over whether or not they should get rid of this character, Liliana. And they didn't. So she shows up in this uh show here as an adversary for Tommy to deal with. So we'll get back to that later. As the episode progresses, you know, Tommy pretty much returns the drugs and the money to Diamond and Gennard. And they make it a point to show you that as he's interacting with Diamond, Gennard basically has these other two guys, these other, you know, all these other, these other two kids that are part of the people that he brought in for protection. Whatever he's doing, he's telling them and giving them the impression that he is the one that's in power. He's in control. And that's an important detail to watch for because it kind of feels as though the character is a little jealous of how Diamond interacts with Tommy and how Tommy is trying to show him up, whatever, because he came back and he's trying to do the right thing. So keep an eye out for that because that's important as the season goes on. But this is where we get into the, critic the criticisms. So Tommy and Diamond decide to go out. They have a discussion outside. And of course, they get kidnapped by Rojas. These are the same people that are connected to the person that was in jail last week sawing diamond leave saying yes we're, we're going to make sure he gets settled first and then we're going to we're going to go after him so they kidnap them and they tell him we need y'all to sell eight bricks of h within three hours okay that's cool what we know about power is a lot of stuff happens at a fast pace a ridiculous pace and somehow the characters always get money you know at a rapid period of time so as all of this is happening we see that Diamond decides that he's going to drive Tommy around to all the spots and let Tommy go in there and interact with all of the people that they need to get the drugs from, get the money from. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to come back to that. But remember, I said that. Okay. So as the episode continues, eventually they get to a spot where Diamond stays in the car once again. And there's a police officer that shows up. He sees Diamond in the car parked. And basically questions, hey, I need to see your license and your registration. Now, my thought is this. We knew that that sooner or later, I felt Diamond was going to get stopped by the police. There's a car with with, with, with plates, for, with out-of-state plates. Uh, it's, pretty obvious, it's pretty obvious to me that's going to be suspicious to the police. Well, the question I had is, from the, from the moment he started driving Tommy's car is, why is he driving Tommy's car? You obviously are driving around the city. I understand you know where these places are that you need to interact with the customers. That's fine. But you got to know that sooner or later, there's a possibility that you could get stopped. Because they mentioned in this episode multiple times, there's been a lot of police activity throughout the city because of the increased drugs, crime, etc. So that just doesn't make any kind of sense to me. But yes, he stops. And the answer to that question of why he was driving his car is because it basically set up this whole monologue of showing that he was complying when the when the officer told him, I want you to get out the car. I understand they had to put that narrative in there. Okay, that, that makes sense. But then you see when Tommy comes out, Tommy very casually handles the situation. And again, I, I again, I guess they want to show you once again, the power of white privilege or whatever you want to say, 
how when Tommy came out there, the police officer was cool, but then he was very tense when he saw a diamond in that car. So I understand why they put it in there. Uh, I do feel it was forced to a degree because it didn't make sense for him to be driving Tommy's car in the first place. But I did want to make a comment about that. So we then propel to towards the end of the episode, because again, I mentioned this is a short episode. And we saw that once they, because they completed all the drops, they come back to meet Rojas people. They pretty much go into an area and you see that they have gunmen there ready to shoot Tommy and Diamond. And then they give them the money and everybody goes their separate ways. Tommy gets, now Tommy then has interaction again with Diamond. Diamond gives him a cut. And then Diamond makes the comment and says, so are you clocking my city or what? Here's where I don't understand. You literally had Tommy interact with every single customer that pretty much is customer. This they, they, they can become familiar with him as opposed to Diamond. So why would you be surprised to think you basically gave Tommy everything that you needed to give him, whereas he can go back and he can do business with these customers without Diamond at all because he's the only one that they saw. So I thought that was ridiculous because it's pretty obvious that You've given Tommy the ability. He knows the routes. He knows who he has to interact with. So why even question, oh, are you clocking my city? Well, damn right he is. Yes, he is. But what is his true intentions? We shall see. And of course, the biggest criticism that I have of this episode is that right after that interaction, you know, Tommy goes back, gives the money to JP. But immediately after that interaction, you see a scene where Tommy has Rojas, both the Rojas, both the guy and and the woman in a car, and he basically sets the car on fire and it explodes. So I find it a little ridiculous how they completely edited out all of the the stuff that Tommy had to do to get back to them. Because previous to that, we saw when Diamond and Tommy walked in, they had all these guards there. They were ready to shoot him. So how do you explain Tommy somehow, oh, I found a way to get back to him? It's like you're asking the viewer to just just believe with disbelief that there was a time when they were alone and Tommy got to them and that was it. We should have saw that though, because the part of the whole thing with power is that you're seeing the action play out. You should not be told, let's just rush to what happened and show you that he got revenge. And also I feel considering that Jannar got beat up from this guy, Rojas, I wanted to see them also get payback on them, not just Tommy, because they are the ones that were impacted by this as well. But again, it was all done because they want to show you that Tommy has the upper hand over these guys and they need him. And now they're going to need a favor, so on and so forth. I understand all of that, but this is what I'm saying. That's why I say I had issues with this episode, because some stuff you should have saw a hell of a lot more to understand things just to get some context. But they didn't go in that direction. And finally, the last scene where Tommy, once again, he gets a place. He meets up, he, he goes after Liliana again, and, you know, in the midst of going back and forth with her, he, he steps on the ground and then reveals that there are drugs in there. Now, I know that Gary had an issue with this as well, but uh, I, I, I I believe that we know, we know that she was a drug runner in the first season of Power. So I assume that now, some degree, he's going to try to, I don't know if he's going to steal her product or work with her to some degree. But in any event, uh, I, I just thought that was just a little too convenient that he just discovers that in the midst of that whole that whole uh, sequence with her. So to sum up my thoughts, is just that I like Tommy as a character. 
I think there are some things in the show that are interesting and I want to see how it plays out. But from the standpoint of this episode, a lot of stuff felt rushed. It did not make much sense in the context of why it was there. I understand why the stuff was there. You're trying to tell a story. You're trying to show that Tommy is coming in, but this totally contradicts the interview that Dana was in with Tommy, where he said that Tommy is, well, a lot of interviews where Tommy said, Tommy is coming into Chicago, but he is completely out of his element. Watching this episode, I didn't feel like that. I felt like he came into Chicago. He did business with all these people. Now he has a very good idea of what he needs to do, but he still needs these guys for the time being just to make sure that he gets his footing. But it kind of feels to me like he's really quickly already in that place. So I'm a little confused with what they're trying to say about that. But overall, again, episode was too short, a little messy, a little rough around the edges. With that said, let's see what happens next week. But I have to say, writers, they need some therapy after this. And I am here if you need my services. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, give this man a call, stars, because, yeah, uh, you know, plays <laughs> were excellent right there. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm about to, you know, echo a lot of those uh, those sentiments with my takeaways. Um, so, yeah, let me let me get right into mine. But, yeah, excellent takeaways there, Rich. Like, that breakdown was phenomenal. But, um, yeah, so as far as my takeaways, um, you know, touching on the Walter thing, the, the Walter Flynn thing, first of all, so, yeah, he's sick and it seems like, you know, they're setting up um, a situation where, you know, eventually he, he's going to pass, you know, due to his sickness. And um, I guess like the question is, um, you know, who is going to be the real successor and, you know, how it is, is the empire going to take the direction that Walter wants that, you know, his ideal, um, you know, um, his ideal succession to, to what he's built already, basically. Um, and, you know, my thinking is that, you know, because he keeps talking down Claudia, I think, you know, it, it's going to get to a point where she goes full on uh, Stephanie McMahon or something, you know, and she's going to like take over the empire. And for those who don't know, Stephanie McMahon is is the daughter of Vince McMahon, WWE, you know, so I, I feel like she's going to, you know, really step up in this season and kind of like take things over Um and, you know, she's she proposed the idea of like going with the new drug that she discovered in the first episode. So I think, you know, that is going to be the pathway she takes. Um, Vic has shown in this episode that he has some internal conflict because, you know, he has the thing with Gloria and it seems like he really wants to be with her. But um, if he is going to take the mantle of the Flynn family, then, you know, it seems like he needs to be with an Irish woman. Um, so, you know, there might be a, a case where he decides to not take take over, you know, um, and if Claudia steps up, that kind of will allow him to get that freedom and flexibility, I guess. So I want to see how far they're, they're going to push that, you know, story angle. I think, you know, the Walter family might be one of the more interesting things going on in the show at the moment. Uh, just, you know, seeing how that's playing out kind of thing I'm, I'm i'm very intrigued by by that part of the storyline um but not so much other parts which you know i'm gonna get into so um so you know the whole diamond thing uh like you said rich you know it seemed like they're setting up some future tension between diamond and his brother jay um because you had that whole situation in the barbershop where 
they was questioning who's really in charge and stuff. And I, I did like that, you know, um, cause that is like a real thing, you know, in, in gangs and crews and stuff. And then, you know, you have the whole brother aspect of that as well. So there's a lot they could do with that. So I like that they're, they're kind of forward thinking there. Um, but, you know, getting to the whole Rojas, uh, you know, part of this episode where, you know, they basically show up, they kidnap Tommy and, and Diamond. And I, I'm guessing they did this because they wanted to kind of, um, they wanted to have a focus of this episode that would allow Tommy and uh, and Diamond to kind of bond together on screen because we haven't seen them on screen. So, you know, this kind of gave them a focus to work towards and everything. But the payoff just wasn't, it, it wasn't great. Like the payoff of this whole story arc just... It, it wasn't resolved very good. Um, and like you mentioned, Rich, like I'm, I'm not sold on the whole, okay, you know, uh, we, we, we get you your money, we get Jay back and we go about our business. And then later on, Tommy just happens to, you know, kidnap the Rojas and, and burn them up in the car. You know, like I'm not sold on that. Like, why didn't you show us that happening? This episode was very short. It feels like you cut stuff purposely. Like, did you cut that scene perhaps? Like, like, why didn't we actually get to see that play out? If it was me, I would have just had there there be a shootout, you know, when when they go to collect Jay, you know, and and hand over the money. There should have just been some some type of shootout or some type of action going on there, and then you know you could have it to where all three of them take out, you know, the Rojas, and you know that way Diamond gets gets his revenge, and they get to see Tommy in action and. They, they get to trust him a little bit more, which I think is what they're going for. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, they should have they should have resolved that story that way. It would have been way more interesting than how it actually resolved. And, you know, getting to the scene with um, with Diamond in the car where he's getting harassed by the police officer, like me personally, like I, I understand what they were trying to show there uh, because this is a real problem. Um, especially for you folk in America, you know, um, there's a lot of like, you know, race, racists in, in the police force. And like, they, they take it out on, you know, innocent black people who aren't really doing anything. So, you know, they were trying to show that in, in that scene, but I, I just feel like, you know, it didn't, it didn't hit the way it should have because it just didn't feel earned. It, it didn't feel like they earned the moment. I feel like this, kind of scene should have taken place later on in the season. They should have gave us more time to actually care about, you know, the character Diamond a bit more because we, we haven't seen him that much. Um, and yeah, it just didn't feel organic to me. It felt, it felt very like put together, um, very, you know, forced, you know, uh, which is the word that Rich used. And, you know, the, the, the name of the show is Force. So I guess, you know, it's appropriate. But yeah, it was very forced um, to me. And then, you know, the whole Tommy showing up and, you know, um, basically diffusing the situation. Like, you know, it's, it, it just it just didn't feel earned. Like, it, I get what you were going for, but it just didn't land for me personally. Um, and I, I want to see what, you know, the people in the comments say um, about that. But, uh, yeah. Um, and then the ending, the ending sequence, like... I think it's cool that they are trying to dig back into the history of power and bring back some characters because that's that's the type of fun stuff you can do with the universe. So, you know, my problem isn't with them 
you know, digging that deep and bringing a character back. My problem is the execution of it because that felt very forced also. You know, the fact that Tommy just suddenly comes face to face with this person that we haven't seen, you know, since the first episode of Power, like in this big city of Chicago, like he just suddenly comes face to face with her just like that, you know. Um, it just feels, it seems a bit far-fetched. And then that scene at the end where, you know, he, he, he turns up to the house, they're fighting and, you know, he tries to kick her in the head and suddenly he, he just, he kicks the floor open and finds some drugs. Like, uh, that just, it just felt very awkward. It felt very weird, very awkward to me, like that he was going to kick her in the head and then suddenly the floor falls apart or whatever, like it's, it was very weird. And and then it ended very abruptly when he found the drugs. Like I just it just I was like, what 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 did I just watch? That was my immediate thought, like when I saw that. Um and I'm guessing that they're gonna try and connect that to, you know, the new drug that Claudia has uh, that that she experienced. I guess that's what Leliana has, maybe. So maybe that's how they're gonna connect the story together a little bit. But um but yeah, like it's just it just felt very weird. This this episode flowed very weird to me. It felt very forced in in all parts, and yeah, it just it just didn't hit for me. Like I feel like the writers were probably struggling to kind of rush through things a little bit in this episode, and I also feel like there might have been some stuff cut from this episode because it just feels very choppy to me. Um, but. Yeah, that's that's my overall takeaways on uh, this episode of Power. And we are going to get to Miss Dana Abercrombie now. So, Dana, are you good? Are you with us? I'm just checking because we had some technical difficulties. Sorry, I was muted. Um, yeah, I accidentally kicked out the Internet. Um, as long as you can okay. hear me, that would be great. OK, um, here's the thing. Yes, I agree with the majority that there were moments of convenience. Um, you would have said that, oh, it's something is a bit over the top. But again, we would not have a TV show if things went realistically. So I am willing to accept and move on from those conveniences. We had some super friend moments and, and there were some things that I wasn't a fan of. But overall, I thought that this was a decent episode and showing the willingness that Tommy is able to go through in order to stake his claim in Chicago. He stated, you know, I found a reason to stay. I have a way of making money really fast. And we showed that. Um, he stated that, you know, earlier with the brother, remember his, his windows were, his, 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 I have a way of making money fast. So, that three-hour time limit, I'm not a dealer. I don't know how that really works in the real streets. Um, I don't know if you can make that much money in, in three hours. Maybe you can. We've heard of stories with Frank Lucas, and he was like, oh, I just stashed $10, millions on, $10 million under the house. Yeah, I was a week's worth. I don't know. But for this show, <clears throat> I didn't have a problem with it at all. Um, one of the things that I really wanted to focus on was it showed that by bringing Liliana back, that characters who you 
thought was dead and gone and was buried in the past, unless you truly deal with them, they're going to come back. And even though Liliana wasn't like, I'm coming back to come and kill you, and she was living her best little life in Chicago and, and not bothering anybody, it still shows that those loose ends that you thought you tied up really do come back. If you go back to the first ep, the first, was it, the first season of Power, where she was the drug runner who they was arguing whether or not to kill. And she lived because of Ghost. And remember, he even said, oh, Ghost being charitable allowed you to live. And that whole time, if you look back at that, at that episode, he thought she was dead. You, they was like she ended up becoming the drug runner, and then she got promoted, and that was the last thing that we ever heard of her. And that whole time, Tommy thought that she was dead. This, I think, works in the sense of she wants to live. He needs drugs. They can end up forming an, you know, you're forced to work with someone who you really can't stand for the betterment of everything. Tom has a way of selling these drugs very quickly. He's involved with all of these different people. And Liliana, I don't know know her situation, but, you know, she needs someone who can be a worker. And I'm not saying that he's going to work for her. I'm just saying together they can work with these new drugs and his ability to really go out there and sell them very quickly, as we've seen in like the three hours of what he was able to do. Another thing is Tommy is very analytical. Yes, he has that temper. We know him as being like the guy who's ready to kick you behind, but he's also very analytical. We've kind of seen the evolution of him doing that. And if you looked throughout this whole episode, he's always studying the maps of Chicago. <clears throat> Even when he was in the car, oh, you come to my city, you, I see you looking around. He's studying the landscape of Chicago in order to know what spots are which and which is in which is what he doesn't really speak much in terms of telling people what exactly he's doing and that is something that i really appreciated from this episode was that they showed that i know you have a problem people had the problem with oh the the guy in the cop car and and why is he driving tommy's car it would make sense for me as well you're pretending that you just don't really know chicago you're not going to spill out all your cards and be like, yeah, I just studied this map and that's over there and this over here. No, you're going to let him come and drive you around and, you know, that you're able to observe more of the get the lay of the land. The situation with the cop, yes, you can say yes, racist cop and, 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 and everything else, but it further puts together, I don't want to say a bond, but the, the, the team that they have together. Remember he said, I'm not, you know, everything's all right. Stay cool, stay calm. And it just goes to show, Hey, they need each other for this small moment. And what else can they do in the future? And it teased that with this because really easily he could have not said anything and diamond would have not just been a non-issue and he would have went back to president for, I don't know how many more he has left on his, um, sending I know he did 15 years. I don't know how that works. But he could have easily, you know, been sent right back again. But it showed that the moment, hey, I can trust you and you can trust me. So I really liked what they was able to do with that. Um, also, have a white friend. We learned this from Power Book 2 with Brayden. Have a friend. They help you. Thank you. Another uh, thing, we're going to talk about um, Claudia. Claudia right now, you know, she really wants to break away from her father. She calls it da, her da, you know. And there's also being secret that is 
from Claudia. Claudia doesn't know that Walter is sick from what I can assume in that coffin. It sounded like cancer. So his organs are slowly shutting down. Everyone knows except for Claudia. And I don't know if that's because she would take it the worst or if it's best if she's not distracted so they can keep the business running and keep everything affront so she doesn't just completely collapse with like grief. Um, with Claudia, I really liked how she was trying to stand her ground and like say, hey, look, these are the drugs and this can change. And he completely wrote her off and was like, no. And if you looked at Victor, Victor the brother, I think they're, yep, right one. Victor, he didn't stand up for her. Even though he was agreeing with everything that she was saying in private, he didn't stand up for her. And this is a reflection so far of his life. If you look at his relationship between him and Gloria, he doesn't stand up for Gloria. And even she was like, you're not standing up for me. You know, I have to do everything myself. He is someone who I feel at this moment is not an efficient leader. And he, even though his father wants him to be, and knows that he can screw up very easily, which we've seen in episode one, my hope is that we see the growth of Victor, where he's actually able to stay and vote, whether it's Gloria to change any shape or form. I am hoping that he is able to be the leader that his father wants him to be. So I thought it was really interesting with that relationship where it kind of seemed like he was completely afraid of his father. Um, so him being set in those old minds and that old way, it's kind of going to use the Vince McMahon situation for a moment because, you know, when you're running things for so long, even if you're losing money, but that's all that you kind of know, it's your comfortability. And plus, if you look at it this way, he's going to die soon. So he wants to be able to pass off to his kids and in hopes that it doesn't go to complete poop. So let's just keep everything as it is. I think his mindset would be like, you know, when I die, I'm pretty sure it'll go to well, it doesn't really matter because I'll be dead. Um, so I like that he's stuck in that kind of old man mentality works for him it doesn't work for the kid but then also he lived long enough to say i've seen so many people come up with different ideas and it just faltered and failed using the wrestling analogy tna wcw and who was the last one standing still wwe so in that weird way i understand where the father is coming from and i understand his reasoning for everything yes he's a wee bit racist we know that part. Um, we're going to just leave that part alone. Uh, another thing with Gloria. Um, Gloria, she seems to be paying off the Irish people. And Tommy explained that. You know, he he learned. Well, he, you know, I know what, um, what the envelopes look like. I wonder if because of Tommy, that relationship will kind of be fractured. We know Victor was staring at him the whole time that she was making out with Tommy. So I wonder what that will do in terms of Gloria? Is he going to kind of retaliate against Gloria? And will that affect the bar? So Victor seems to be like one of those spiteful people. He gets a little angry and he's staring. So I, I wonder how that will happen with that situation. Also, another thing is um, Black Tommy and his son. Um, I know his name is JP Gibbs, but he's going to just be Black Tommy. You know, Grogu was Baby Yoda. We're still going to call him Baby Yoda. So Black Tommy. The the thing with Black Tommy is I know that we all wanted it to be 
um, he's a cop and he's going to work undercover and he's going to bring down brother Tommy in a weird way. I like the fact that he's not related at all to any kind of law enforcement kind of thinking back on this because it's something that's rushing and it, it's something that, you know, Tommy is black. Tommy is just someone who's just trying to make it and survive. And he has that situation with his son and his son keeps randomly trying to kill him uh, by shooting up the club, which is weird, but okay. Um, but I like the fact that he is, I'm going to use the term an innocent and that has a double-edged sword meaning, meaning he is the one who probably thinks from a different perspective when I'm pretty sure is going to come to him with um, things that's going on with the drug business. Um, they're going to be able to, hopefully, I don't know, but they're going to be able to communicate with each other. Maybe he can give them ideas and certain things. It doesn't seem like he knows anything that's really going on as a situation where sorry there was a situation where you know when he gave him the money he's like where did you get this from what's going on and he didn't seem to question it but maybe he knew something that would involve with the drugs i don't know but it's really refreshing just to see a character who's not involved but going with the double-edged sword courtney Kip spoke about all the time that with all of the shows Vincent, who has to be sacrificed and that innocent is someone who isn't involved with the drug game. So I just really wonder how long Black Tommy is going to be around. So I wonder if we'll get attached to him and then we'll kill him off. Because usually it's about the eighth or the ninth episode where they start killing off people. It's part of the cast cast that we would care about. We had Lauren, remember that situation? We had Zeke. And they wasn't really connected to the drug game. And then we have Black Tommy who isn't connected, and his son is running rampant. So I wonder what's going to happen with that situation. But, but so far, um, overall, it was an okay episode. It wasn't something where I was like, oh, my God, this happened and that happened and that. I thought they just did a really great job of establishing Tommy, the city, the fact that he, yes, you can say he conveniently killed the guy and the girl in the car, but it's to show that, Anybody who crosses Tommy, he'll come back for them. And he was just to prove a point to show you how powerful I can be. Because remember, everyone was speechless when he came into that. He didn't come into the bar, but when he knocked on that window and was like, look, the shirt. They were like, oh, shoot. You know, this guy really means business. So if he really wants to work with us, I think this would be a great opportunity. So I liked what they was able to do there. I don't have really that much of a complaint aside from things were a little too convenient and we had some Super Friends episodes. I liked it. Awesome. Excellent takeaways. And yeah, great perspective on, on things there. Um, and yeah, it's good to have that balance of like seeing things from, you know, another point of view and everything. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely chime in in the comments, you know, people listening out there, let us know, you know, what, what you think of, uh, these different things and, um, also consider, you know, liking the video, subscribing to the channel and everything. Um, and yeah, we're going to have a deeper conversation now about, uh, you know, some of these things that we've brought up in our takeaways um, with our questions and discussion segment now. So um, the first thing, you know, I wanted to get into, you know, uh, which is like the elephant in the room. I want to ask you guys, 
you know, what do you really think about this Leliana character coming back? Do you think she's in this for the long haul? Um, and, you know, wh- wh- where do you see the character going from here? Like, is is she going to work with Tommy now? Or, you know, do you think, uh, you know, she'll kind of just be like a, a one-woman show out there, like kind of doing her own thing and then causing problems here and there? Like, what do you see f- for this character and, and, you know, the reason, the, her purpose? Like, why, why have they brought her back at this point? So um, I'm going to head over to you first, uh, Richard Bailey Jr. Uh, What what do you think about Leviana and her return? Well, I think it was a good idea to bring back a character from the past that a lot of people might have forgotten. I mean, like I said, it it, it made me go back and watch the first episode of Power. And and then I was reminded, yeah, this was was a great show. And I understood, understood now why so many other shows came from it. But to answer your question specifically, um, I think Dana made some very good points about the character. The fact that uh, Ghost left this character alive and Tommy wanted wanted her dead. Well, it it kind of feels to me that now eventually Tommy has to kill her. You know, it, otherwise, obviously he can he can have he he can leave her alive long enough to get what he needs out of her, which is if she's the one that's helping to, to distribute this product then he can work with her and get whatever he needs to get, 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 get from her and then eventually kill her. But I feel like for it to be consistent, he has to do that because again, he made it a point to mention ghost left her alive all this time. Um, and yet I was the one that wanted her killed. So to finish that story arc completely, I feel like he has to be the one to end that character's life, but we'll see what happens. I do think that you made a very good point about this potentially being connected to Claudia's, uh, the drug that Claudia is also using. So I want to see how that all comes together. But for now, I think I'm going to go with Dana's approach, which is he's probably going to use her just as he is getting information from Diamond, Gennard, et cetera. And then once he has all of the tools and resources that he needs, he'll probably get rid of her because it wouldn't make sense to me for him to leave her alive because you don't have a line in there about, oh, Ghost did this, that, or other. And then you, and then you, that you never ever, pretty much tie up the loose end. I feel like he has to do that now. So we'll see what happens. Oh yeah, excellent point. Like he, I guess he could use her and like you know figure out who, who is like distributing this drug to her, and then you know after that, then she's she's kind of outlived her usefulness. So then you know maybe he'll try and get rid of her there, but she seems like she she can fight, she can handle herself a little bit. So maybe you know there'll be some sort of like back and forth, and she might get away again. So that that you know let me just make a quick quick comment about that because we did see her have that little altercation with Tommy at the beginning of the episode, hmm. and you saw that Tommy you know pretty much almost got cut with her knife. You know she she messed up his clothing. This is this is why I question how Tommy was so easily able to take out Rojas's crew when he was struggling with just her. So, but again, we're not going to go there because I don't know if people are ready to have that conversation, but we'll see what happens. I don't, I don't know if everybody is, uh, they may not, 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 not look at the episode the same way I did in terms of some of those criticisms, but I'm willing to see. Yeah. Like I said, let's see where they go from here for sure. So we'll oh, see yeah. That, that. Yeah. That was, uh, that was definitely a bit inconsistent there, you know, <laughs> takes out the Rojas like just easy but 
yeah um dana did you have any um thoughts on you know anything where to expand on in terms of leliana and you know what she might do what her character might bring to the show moving forward well, yeah, she's she's a dead person walking, essentially, or she could just easily escape. We don't know whether or not if he'll kill her, you know, in the opening credits, just boom, I blow your face off and you're dead. Or maybe she'll die in episode 10. I don't know. Or again, she could just end up escaping. But <clears throat> this would be a, a great path for for the connection to Claudia. And we kind of seen a little bit in the trailer that there is a that Claudia and Tommy end of, end, eventually end up meeting. So that could be a great way for them to be introduced as through this drug. And the show already put Claudia in a position where her father does not want to have anything for her to do with the industry aside from just keep the books, stay in the back. You know, that's it. We don't want to really see you up front. We don't want to know that you exist. Just count some numbers. So this presents a great opportunity for her to start her own business. She already knows how to run things. She already knows how to make it look legit. Tommy, we all know he knows how to run things very well, and he has been doing this for a long time. They can easily learn from each other. She knows the lay of the land of Chicago. She knows the connection as well. And also going back a little bit, remember when he, when Tommy was meeting all these different people and all no, this introducing himself to the different connections that also comes into play as well that is a way for him to come back to these people and be like hey look i got this blue magic for you and that'll help with claudia like i say establish what she's doing i i think overall in terms of liliana um I don't want her to die because it just seems like, oh, you brought her back just to kill her. But then in a weird way, it's like Tommy has a thing where he made this whole statement saying, you know, I, we, I'm always having to clean up after Tommy's messes because he wants to have a charitable heart. And I still have to, you know, come back and kill him anyway. So it just really seems like she's not going to live for an entire season, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, great points there. Um, yeah, it does seem the way they've set it up, you know, especially Tommy saying that line specifically that, you know, Ghost, you know, he's always letting people go and I have to clean up. Like the fact that he said that line, it does make it seem like, you know, she's going to have a short lifespan in the show. But um, but I, I like the idea of her character, like, you know, having that little rogue character out there that, you know, can kind of contest things, um, you know, for, for Tommy here and there. Um, and yes, it, it'll be cool if she stays around just for a little while, you know, at least till maybe the end of the season or something, um, just to see the kind of conflict she can bring to the situation, you know. So, uh, but yeah, great points, uh, all around about Lediana. And, you know, like I said earlier as well, I do like that they're kind of reaching into the history and bringing back some of these characters, but, um, I just think if they're going to keep doing it it has to feel authentic and you know it can't feel like force like we're just forcing these characters back into the show and stuff uh that's my only gripe but uh what was you gonna say dana no i was just gonna say i kind of thought it was gonna be two bit instead of liliana like liliana wasn't even a thought but then that also makes you think who from else from power who you would not have thought of would have been on a show because i'm just like where's two bit that's a good Oh god. Carry on. That was that was basically it. It was just like that was a surprise that no one really thought of. 
okay yeah i still think we we you know we'll probably see two bit and if if what we said last week is true and you know they're gonna do the whole thing where tommy goes to new york um in this season maybe he meets up with two bit there or something like and then you know maybe yeah, yeah go ahead rich yeah can i just make a, a quick comment for for those that you know i, I just want to make just one thing about that mm-hmm. if you did see when Tommy drives his his car the inspection tags show 1220 on there because when I went back and I watched power, I think it was something of like, it was in like, uh, I don't remember what the date was, but the year was like around 2014. So this definitely, I believe this definitely took place immediately after episode six of power still in 2020, uh, could be 2021 or or whatever. I mean, I, I don't know, but, uh, we'll see what happens if that's, if that's part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Season six of Power, right? It took yeah. it took after that, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, I think you know we there's still a lot of room for old faces to come back in this. Uh, I think we'll see some you know some pretty uh, huge characters come back, you know, like Two Bit, um, and maybe even someone you know bigger and more more uh, well known in the series than Two Bit. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll wait and see. I mean. If the if the show is going to continue like it is on this in this episode, I think they're going to it's going to need a big shot in the arm. I think eventually. So like, I hope they have some good stuff coming down the pipeline in this season. So, uh, yeah. Um, but you know, so moving on to to Claudia, since we kind of mentioned her. Um, so you know, we we can assume that maybe uh, the drugs that. Tommy found is is the new drug that Claudia sampled before and that she kind of wants to work with. You know, we can make that assumption. It might not be the case, but, you know, maybe that is the case. So if it is the case, you know, we can then uh, make the prediction that, you know, um, somehow Tommy and, and maybe or maybe Leliana is going to get that drug to Claudia and then you know, she might end up, you know, um, going behind her father's, you know, going under her father's nose to sell it or something like that. Uh, maybe even team up with Vic. But it seems like the way it's going, um, you know, Walter is sick. Eventually he 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 might pass away. He might not be around. Um, and then it's going to be a question of who is going to run the organization. Uh, Vic has his conflicts because, you know, he he, he wants Gloria but if he's the head, you know, he he can't really be seen with her and stuff. So I want to ask you guys, do you think there's going to be maybe some sort of power struggle between Vic and Claudia? Or, you know, do you think maybe they'll, they'll just have an arrangement where, you know, actually Claudia is going to be the one to run things and Vic will be, you know, kind of like, you know, the muscle or something like that, the number two, you know? Um, so, um, Dana, what do you think of that? Um, here's the thing, Claudia. I we all know once that power as well. I don't think Vic doesn't want that. I just I think that he wants power as well, and I think that he wants to also do th- things his way. We just don't know what his way is, but but he seems to be more open to Claudia as well. Um, will there be a power struggle? It wouldn't be a good TV show if there isn't some type of struggle within a family. So for entertainment wise, I would like that. Or you could have it where Claudia ends up doing her own thing. Vic stays and does his stuff and they end up being a clashing of the two because of 
um, shared partners or shared business dealings. Uh, that could also be another problem. Oh, you were taking away all my clients with this new drug that you have. And that's where another clash can come in. Uh, either way, I do want them to clash. So that would be that would be really good. And then you have Gloria also is in the mix because you have, I feel that Victor is being pulled in different directions. Again, he just doesn't have a spine. So that is just another issue that you have to deal with. So either way, it could make for a very entertaining season. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, when, when, when you said that uh, power struggle thing, I, I saw Rich's eyes bulge a little bit. I think I think he was thinking of the Tahada family or something like so. <laughs> so, Rich, uh, do you see a, a power struggle incoming between uh, Claudia and uh, Vic and uh, the, the Flynn family? I would say it's a good comment to mention the Tahada family. I'm more so thinking and wondering to myself, are the writers have the writers ever watched succession because succession is another show and it's a very good show by the way definitely worth watching where there is a power struggle of somebody of the kids trying to take over the father's business um so here's but here's the here's here's the situation um so far they have still been cordial with each other so yes there does need to be some drama that happens between them uh i think the fact that vic knows that walter is sick and Walter says that you, Claudia, cannot know about this, that already creates a problem. When she finds out that he is sick and that Vic knew all of this time, that creates a problem. Of course, her deciding to sell these this new product behind the back, behind Walter and Vic's back, that also creates a problem. So I kind of feel like drama is definitely going to happen. But the other thing that I think is definitely worth mentioning, and we didn't really address this quite yet, is that when Walter is explaining everything to Vic about him being the one that takes over. He makes a comment about, yes, and you're going to do things exactly the way that I do them because Ireland likes that. So that makes me wonder the people who he is working with in Ireland or wherever, if the business, when, when Walter eventually does pass away and you could say if, if Vic decides to take over or if Claudia decides to take over and they do business differently does that mean that they're going to have to deal with those other people that Walter was working with? Because that's a very interesting comment that was said in that conversation. It made me curious to know who are these other people of power he's working with and whether or not we're eventually going to see them, because we already know it's not going to work out well for Vic as far as trying to run the business and Claudia, she's going to want to go in a different direction. So those are definitely going to raise some flags to whoever their partners are. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. But I think that was said for a reason. I think we are going to get more context to that as the season continues. Mm, yeah, you make you make great points. Yeah, because uh, Walter definitely he he must have a lot of different contacts, a lot of different people he's working with. Because there is a legit side of this business also. So I'm wondering if they're going to, you know, expand the story into that direction. Um, I do think there is room for more characters to be introduced, um, but I guess that, that they're going to make us get comfortable with these ones for a bit. And then, you know, maybe later on down the line, they're going to introduce, you know, more characters and more players in, in the city. Um, but yeah, that, that's a great point. Um, yeah, for, sh- for sure. I'm sure we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, more aspects of the business because the way it's set up at the moment, it's like we're, we're supposed to believe that this Flynn family is 
you know, they're, they're supposed to be these very key players in the sea. So their reach kind of has to expand, you know, beyond just the street stuff and the stuff that we're seeing. And, you know, like in book two Ghost, you know, you have the street element of it, but then you also have like, you know, the legal side of things with the lawyers and everything. And then you also have like the, the politics with Tate. So I, I think, you know, if they want to do Chicago justice, they definitely should show us more, you know, layers of the city as well that kind of affect this, this overarching story and stuff like that. So um, that would be, that would be pretty cool to see, but yeah, I am interested in, uh, like I said earlier, like I think the Flynn family is probably one of the most interesting things in this story at the moment. Um, and, and I'm really curious of how uh, that story is going to play out. And uh, particularly, you know, the next question, um, are we about to get a, a, a Tommy and Vic face off now, like next next week, maybe because, you know, Vic was watching, you know, he saw he saw Tommy with uh, Gloria and yeah, there's there's clearly some chemistry there between Tommy and Gloria going on. Um, so yeah, like are we are we are we due a, a face off with these two now? Um, and if so, how is that going to affect the business? Because let's assume again that that Tommy might bring this drug to Claudia, and then he might you know start interacting with her in the story. Uh, we did see in the trailer that they do talk and stuff, so. You know, um, let's assume that they begin, you know, talking and having some sort of business relationship or something. Um, how is that going to affect things if now, you know, he's beefing with Vic over Gloria and stuff like that? So, um, you know, what is going to happen there? And 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 are we going to see this, you know, kind of unfold in the next episode? So, uh, what do you think about that, Rich? Well, yeah, I think uh, that dramatic element. This is something we knew about since the first episode, which she's when we when we saw that clearly Vic and Gloria have a past together, and then Tommy, you know, now he has he's trying to have something with Gloria also. So, do I think there's going to be a confrontation? Absolutely. Do I think that confrontation is coming next week? Possibly. I mean, it it really depends on how fast they're going to try to accelerate the storyline. The thing is, is that Walter doesn't know that Tommy is still there because the first episode he told him to get out of Chicago. So I don't think he knows that Tommy is still in Chicago at the moment, but I'm pretty sure he will. He will know by the end of this episode because, you know, I, I assume that he will. He'll find out, you know, sooner rather than later. But, um, yeah, the face off is going to happen. It's just a question of how are they going to accelerate it that quickly? Because I feel like once that happens, they can tease, like, take little shots at, the, at, at each other, you know, for the time being. Uh, and then they can escalate it so that they have a, a real altercation or something later in the season. But I don't really know how fast they're going to propel that. We'll have to see. And obviously, we didn't see the trailer for next week yet, so we don't know what's going to happen next in the storyline. But I, 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 the, the, the conversation is going to happen, though, for sure. I just don't know if it's going to happen next week. Yeah, that's that's an important thing to note, you know, because when we record this, we haven't seen the the preview yet. You know, that usually comes out, you know, um, after the episode airs at midnight on the app and everything. Um, but yeah, um, my 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 guess is that I think they might have words next week. At the very least, there might be words, you know, spoken. You know, um, probably you know uh, a lot of explicit words, you know, shared between. <laughs> these two characters and maybe Walter will become aware that Tommy still is in the city at that point as well. 
but uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But Dana, what do you think? Do you think uh, we're going to get this confrontation pretty soon between Tommy and Vic? And how will that affect things moving forward? I think Victor's going to run and tell Daddy um, soon. We, we, he didn't say anything during this episode, but I, I think that he might go home and tell Daddy and to try to get him killed at this point. Because not only did you embarrass him in front of his father, you slept with his girl, and then you still stayed. So it's an insult everywhere. Um but I do feel that Victor and Tommy will eventually end up having some words. Winner ends up getting a bowl of pepper pots too. And that'll be that. But really interesting is Gloria. I wonder if Victor is going to retaliate against Gloria. That's the thing. Um, again, she has she is paying the Irish people for that bar. She makes her monthly payments. Does that mean that the payments double? Uh, will they start, you know, tossing around things in the bar and destroying property? I want to know how far that's going to go more than just Tommy, because Tommy can handle himself perfectly fine. I just want to know what's going to happen with Gloria and that whole situation. Is he going to be, he doesn't seem like the one who's like the quiet one, like let her do her. It just seems like he's more of, of his child is a little bit immature. So I, I wonder how that's going to retaliate, even though Gloria, if you really looked at it, kind of ended the relationship the relationship itself is not very steady and the last conversation that she had with Vic was basically you know go find yourself a nice white Irish lady and he was like I don't want to but he's like yeah go ahead because that's what your father wants this is never going to work out so unless he is able to grow a spine and to be like you know stand up to his father and this is the girl that I want he just may end up folding and and be a child and somehow just retaliate against her in regards to the money or you know something to do with that bar because they I don't feel like they included that whole monologue about how much she wanted to be a chef and how she just loves cooking and going in the kitchen without their the writers coming back to that later and so I just feel that that bar is not going to be standing for long. Yeah, go ahead, Rich. I want to make two quick comments. Uh, so if, if if she is a chef, we need to see her actually making food next episode. I'm not talking about getting in no bed. That's, <laughs> uh, that's not uh, that's not the uh, food. So uh, just want to make that comment. And let me also say this. I'm all for seeing this whole face-off play out between Tommy and Vic. Just so long as we don't get a scene where Tommy locks Vic inside of a trunk Sets it on fire and the car the car explodes. Please do not rush that confrontation because th- that th- they need to. We need to see that play out exactly over a period of time. <laughs> yeah, uh, Vic will already be like bloody on the floor. We won't see that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, yeah we, we need to see that for real. Um, but yeah, it, it could go in many directions and i do like that point about you know the bar um you know maybe he they they raise the rent on her or something or you know the bar gets damaged you know all of these are possibilities and and that will only add to the drama and suspense of the situation so uh, great points there dana um so let's shift gears a little bit over to you know um to jp gibbs and his son so 
I wanted to, uh, you know, ask specifically, like, um, do you think that, um, do you think that that JP's son is going to play more of a broader role in the story, like moving forward? Like, um, because me personally, I see an opportunity to kind of show, um, cause when you think of Chicago, they have that gang culture and a lot of the young children, you know, they kind they, they're kind of, you know, um, vulnerable to all of the violence they get caught up in it and and they end up like losing their lives we've seen a lot of like you know documented like rappers and and you know entertainers and stuff losing their lives over the over the past like you know five to six years or so over these gangs and this beef in chicago and stuff like that so they could you know they could use a young character like that to kind of shed light on some of these themes and the way that it affects everyone you know um, in the situation. So do you think maybe they're going to hone in on uh, JP's son and, and like, you know, maybe even the relationship between them as father and son? Like, is this going to become like a big part of the show, do you think? Um, so Dana, what do you think about that? I'm going to need him to die. Here's the thing. What was really interesting is they mentioned there were 37 shootings in just that weekend. Not the week, not the month. It was 37. And I know that because I wrote that down because I was like, oh, my gosh. So um, they kept that very realistic because, you know, it's it, it's that's how it is in those cities sometimes. I'm from New York, so it's also gone to poop over here, too. Um in terms of, you know, broadening out power and showing how, you know, the police in the crime situation affects the young kids, I already see them doing that with the son because here it, it seemed like JP, you know, he's an established guy. He's someone who's not in the streets. He has a kid. He wants a relationship with his kid. His kid doesn't really want anything to do with him. And in fact, it was the emo kid who was shooting up the the place. What was it? The third time. You see that he's calling out for some kind of attention. Um, it's a bit corny, but he's calling out for some kind of attention. And he's trying to send a message, but he's not doing it very directly. Um, but you can see that he's lost. They did a whole... T- said they had a whole uh, montage of him you know being the one who takes apart the gun and following him around and he's like oh and my son did this and this um i think that that is just to establish the fractured relationship and for to see if something comes back to that and the reason why i was like oh you know in in storyline wise if he dies is to show that lost connection and also to show how dangerous it is for these streets and how he probably came from a good home where things could have been very stable for him, but instead this is what he chose to do. And this is the life that he led. And he ends up being one of the victims um, who ends up in a shooting or whatever, because remember when they I believe it was the first episode when they showed the two guys, the two kids um, basically always just standing outside and trying to be, look all tough and hard. And, look, and it just didn't work out because it just looked like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. But those two guys, you know, they was trying to make their way and to prove themselves. I don't know whether or not the son 
really has it in him. I don't know because we just literally learned that he was the son. We just were only on the second episode. But overall, I feel that this is a storyline that they want to include and they want to stand out. And I don't know if it ends up being that the kid works for Tommy in sort of a way to protect him. And that's how he forms the relationship. And then that way he can be the bridge to Black Tommy. I don't know, but I do feel that somehow this kid and Tommy is going to end up interacting. And the fact that they included him as being Black Tommy's son, that was to, that's what I feel like this is going to be a much larger connection that they're trying to make. I'm not sure if I'm making any sense, but it feels like they're trying to make a much larger connection for the show and I appreciate that and I like the fact that we're if possible we could see this through his eyes or at least some scenes through the kids eyes and to learn his point of view um, we already know the power universe has a great job of showing things through kids we have the raising Ganon series we have Tariq running around so overall I think that this could this could work and that this is going to help make the show a bit stronger yeah, that's that's a great point you make there. You know, um, that that could be something that happens where, you know, uh, maybe Tommy kind of takes him under his wing so he can keep a watchful eye over him and stuff like that. You know, and like you mentioned, we saw that happen a bit in uh, Raising Canaan where, um, you know, I believe it was, it, was, it was Marvin or Lulu or someone like kind of was watching over Canaan a little bit, you know, uh, to keep him off the streets and stuff. Um, so yeah, that that kind of is a common theme. And even Tommy in the original Power, he used to kind of watch over Tariq a little bit. He used to give him some guidance until Tariq like kind of turned his back on him a little bit. But um, yeah, so this could be something that we do see with uh, you know the, um, the I guess it's like you know his nephew at this point. But like yeah, with JP's um, son, you know we we could see something like that occur. But what do you think, Rich? Do you think this is going to be a, a, a big theme that we see throughout this season? And, and where do you personally see it going? Oh, I, I, it, it definitely will be a big theme, I think, throughout the season. Uh, worth mentioning that the other young man that is also trying to prove himself that's a part of that group, that same actor was in The Shy. And this is the same actor that actually killed Ronnie in one of the previous seasons. So this, this is a character. He, he's very good at playing like a hot-headed uh, character that just, just you know, he's, he's he's very easy to pop off. So we saw how when they were hold, when they held Tommy at gunpoint, he didn't want to lower his weapon. So I'll be curious to see if that becomes a problem if they decide to highlight more of the interactions he has with uh, JP's son. We'll have to see about that. But I do agree that it did feel as though JP's son. He's not really like, yeah, he shot up that, that, the, 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 the jazz club. Right. But you know, there was nobody in there, obviously, you know, the question is, is he going to be willing to pull the trigger and actually kill somebody? We don't know that yet. And Tommy also doesn't know yet that that's actually JP's son. So there's a lot of things that a lot, a lot of different things that they can explore with that storyline. I think it's a great idea that you both have about Tommy basically being like a mentor to him once he does find out the information, if he finds out the information. But I definitely feel like whatever they explore, though, it, it has to do with the son because the son is connected to uh, the father. And both of those characters, we still have a lot of questions about 
what's going on with them, what the background is, and, wh- and where they're going as, as far as the storyline is concerned. So, yeah, I think they're definitely going to explore it a lot further, and I look forward to seeing what they're going to do as far as telling that story throughout the rest of the season. And also, can I just add something yep. really quickly? Um, yep. It's really interesting that the people that Tommy lost, he's kind of finding in Chicago in the sense that he lost his brother, Ghost, and now you have Black Tommy, his actual brother. Um, <laughs> there's a possibility where he could take Black Tommy's son under his wing. So there again, he's Uncle Tommy in that sense, both literally and figuratively. So I just, I wonder how else the connection is going to go with power and how they're going to, you know, the love entrance, you can argue and say, oh, it's a Lakeisha. I don't really feel that's a Lakeisha situation. Um, I think that he just feels a certain connection and comfort with her. Again, we still have that whole grief thing. He's still getting over because we've seen him check his phone and kind of always look at the picture of, what was it, the, the son and Lakeisha. So I like what they're doing with this. So, I like the, the connection to it. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely finding you know another kind of family like uh, to kind of mirror the one he had in in New York. You know, like I don't think he'll ever be able to replace you know what was in New York, but like you know he's he's quickly kind of finding new connections um, that are similar. So it is life. So so that's pretty cool. You know, to see the parallels and stuff. Um, but yeah, um, I did have, you know, uh, I had a, um, a question submitted um, from, you know, one of our uh, regular listeners. And this one, you know, it's, it's a bit of a, a funny one, but, you know, uh, just just real quick, I wanted to ask you guys, do you think, uh, you know, uh, shout to Kwame, he's the one that, that asked this question, but he wanted me to ask you two specifically, do you think that Diamond looks like Tyrese? <laughs> So that was the question he wanted me to ask you. So, Rich, what do you think? That it, do, do they look similar? Like, are they twins? Like, can you see Diamond? I, it, Austin I, 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 I need to see a scene of Diamond crying to know whether or not this. Uh, he maybe he can do a, a great Tyrese impression. I, I can't see the resemblance because you know, Tyrese is a little bit. Uh, I think his, he, I think he, I, I don't think they have the exact same complexion. No, there's definitely a difference with that. But it's just the, the way he looks, the mannerisms and the stuff like that. I, yeah, it's, I can't see, I can't see a resemblance. But hey, if he cried, maybe he would do a hell of a job impersonating Tyrese. I, I you know, if he cries on camera about money and roles and child support and stuff, but yeah, I think he, he may do a good job as an impersonator. Oh, oh, for real. But uh, but Dana, like, does that mean that uh, Diamond isn't a rock fan then? He isn't a fan of the rock? Is that what that means? (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. I mean, he, he, the rock turned his back on family. So he definitely can't stand him. Um. (laughs) They don't look alike. I don't see it. I don't even see how you saw the connection. Um, no, I don't see him looking like him at all. He looks like someone else whose name I can't remember, but absolutely not. I don't see the connection to Tyrese at all. Fair enough, fair enough. But I I do want to remind the people, though, you know, you can send your questions in. Uh, We have an email, which is powercast at thecoalition.com. 
uh, it's going to be in the description of the video and on the, in the description on the, the podcast on, you know, if you, when you download the podcast on iTunes and Spotify and everything. So yeah, if you have questions that you want us to, to ask on the show, definitely send those in. Also, uh, you can also send them in social, on social media, you know, uh, we're power, we're at Powercast show on, on Instagram. Um, and you know, you can send them to the coalition on Twitter or to our respective Twitter accounts, which is on screen here. You know, um, so yeah, definitely send your questions in. But um, before we head out, I do want to, you know, open things up and just, uh, you know, let you guys, you know, let me know if there's anything in particular also you wanted to uh, mention about the show before we wrap up here. So, uh, Dana, did you have anything else to mention? Well, yeah, one thing, going back with the car situation that I know you guys really hate it, but it was really great to show that diamond suffers from the ptsd that was a ptsd moment that he was having with the car um and rightfully so but that was a ptsd thing and and that's kind of something also that was um brought on by being in prison so i really like that they showed that another thing that i wanted to mention was um they they went back to the grandma they went back to grandma's house and it was just a really nice, sweet moment of bonding over the videotape. Um, and it was weird because it showed that Kate, so how did it, it went like Kate was raised Tommy, but didn't raise Black Tommy. And he always wondered who that woman was with the little kid. And he finally has like answers to his questions from so many years ago. So it's just really nice to see how he was able to put two and two together and to show these nice little shared moments, especially with grandma and the fact that it always, you know, the couch is always covered in plastic and is stuck to their thighs um, with a show that's always about going so hard. And it was just really nice to see that moment in bonding. So it also, for me, feels like Tommy is going to die because the show showed bonding. Um, another thing that was really nice was the fact that um, there was a scene, there was a scene that you guys mentioned previously, that the two guys, who I'm going to just refer to as Dumb and Dumber, when they was rubbing, not rubbing down, that sounds so wrong, when they was with um, Tommy and they was um, patting down his body and he wouldn't put the gun down. He's like, no, boss, you got to tell me to put the gun down. It shows the tension between the two brothers. And we already know that, you know, in, in dramas like this, there's going to be tension within the family. But it was really interesting to see where it the the brother, the older, I don't know what the ages are, but the brother who wasn't in prison kind of had this authoritative role. And to show the kind of shift between the two brothers and how that was supposed to be him previously, where he was the one who was in control of running the CBI and just running the streets. And now it's his older brother. And then there was a moment that Tommy had in the car with Diamond talking about the good old days and why, you know, today's up and coming, I don't know, drug dealers, gangsters like his brother you know they're they're too quick they're not analytical and it should also show them bonding so it to me it really felt like they won't have any problems working with each other there may be a moment where he has to break away from his brother and let him do his own thing and he ends up teaming with tommy again 
because he just had like a really effortless flow and they were really looking out for each other in the episode especially with Tommy and him constantly have to tell him calm down it's gonna be okay I got it so I really like that kind of relationship that they're building towards there and it's really interesting I wonder what's gonna happen between the two brothers we all know that you know maybe one will try to kill the other one uh we don't really know what the brother who was on the outside was doing in his activities and how that may impact the brother who was on the inside and then just because rojas people is dead doesn't mean that the enemies stop coming so i wonder how that's also going to play out as well oh yeah great points yeah um i'm definitely looking forward to seeing you know that that kind of inner tension between the two brothers, you know, Diamond and Jay. Um, and I want to see where that's going because, you know, they definitely uh, they definitely showed that for a reason in this episode. So we're, I'm sure we're going to see something happen there. But um, Richard, was there anything else at all you wanted to mention before we head out? Yeah, let me just make a quick comment about that. Uh, I just want everyone to be reminded that Jannard, uh, that actor is also on Snowfall. And I don't think he's going to end up being on both of those shows. So that means that something could definitely happen to him, whether it's on Snowfall or on this show. So just keep that in mind. But, um, yeah, I, I think... Uh, Not necessarily. We'll say what? Not necessarily. Continue. There's been actors who've been on two shows at the same time, and they work out fine. Jeremy Renner didn't die in um, Town, and he's still alive and in Hawkeye. He's popping and locking and dropping. That that's possible. However, what's happening with that character in Snowfall now? I think it is possible that he could get taken out. That that that's another show for another day. And uh, G- Gary and I will be covering that show, so stay tuned for that later this month. But but yeah, all I was gonna say is um, yeah, I, I look forward to seeing where the show goes from here. Obviously, there were some issues that I had with this episode, but I was it was very good to hear Dana's take because it, it made me look at the positives of what they're trying to do. So again, I'm not going to be too harsh, but I definitely am looking forward to see where they go from here. And if I can give them advice, I really do not want to see another episode that only that is only 46 minutes long. I need a full episode, please. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, and, and don't cut nothing out of the episodes, man. I, I know you cut some Amari scenes out of this, like, you know... <laughs> We we want to see him. We want to see Ghost. Uh, (laughs) That's that's me and my conspiracy theories. But yeah, Um, yeah. Let's get to our shout outs now. So um, Dana, do you have any shout outs before we end off? Um, Shout outs to shout outs to all of the listeners who listen to us, who watch us and everything. Um, A massive dislike to Spectrum Cable because my internet is janky. <laughs> yeah, um ho- hopefully that will be much better, you know, next week so then we can see you. Oh, there we go. We got to see her again. That's good. You know, and she's waving, so that's good. Um Rich, you got any shout outs? Yeah, shout out to everybody for the continued support, checking out the shows. Shout out to Dana cuz there's a lot of things that she has on the channel now you should definitely check out. Um and yeah, stay tuned to the coalition there's a lot of things that you're going to start to see uh, on the channel and on the website very soon. Some stuff that I've been working on. 
But yeah, just thank you all for your continued support. For those of you that love power, we thank you for for checking out the Power Book 2 recap. We will continue to cover this show. And then when this show is over, obviously we're going to be covering Razor Canaan Season 2. And of course, Book 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 2 goes Season 3. Yes, there's a lot to say, in, 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 you know. But yeah, stay tuned. And thank you for your continued support. Yeah, and BMF also. And BMF, yeah. Go okay. ahead, Dana. Al, and also, um, thank you for engaging in the community tab. We have a community tab. We talk about extended conversations. Corny Kemp drops a lot of and uh, can, can take that. We have discussions about that, and she drops a little juice of what's going to happen on the show and what's not going to happen. So also check out the community tab as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. And yeah, that was gonna be part of my shouts too. Shouts to you, Dana, for, for those community posts and all all the work you put on, on the YouTube also. And um, you know, if you're a gamer, also check out the coalition.com because you know Richard is gonna have a lot of gaming stuff up there, you know, as well. So for all you gamers out there, you know, make sure you check out the coalition.com. That's coalition with a K. Because yeah, we, we, we got you. We got you for real. So big shouts to Richard also. Um, and then, you know, just uh, the usual shout outs to all the, the, the long time supporters, you know, uh, Rainy J, you know, uh, Robert Silva, Kwame, you know, uh, Nelly Mac, you know, all the people who always come back every week, you know, um, and support the show and everything. So, yeah, big shout outs to all of you and thank you for your continued support. And I can't wait to see what you all think of uh, this episode in the comments. But yeah, with that being said, we, we will be back next week to cover episode three of Power Book Four Force. So until then, take care of yourselves, everyone. Peace out. <laughs>